prayer in the name Thank of Jesus to draw men, women, boys, yes, girls yes. from the north, south, east, and west, and all throughout this world. Mm. We lift the name of Jesus up this particular night. February 18, 2018, God, we honor you. We bless, we Mm. praise you. Yes, you are our God. Yes, we do trust you. Mm. Yes, we do believe in you. Yes, we call you Jesus. It is a deciding factor in our life, and we know that no other name whereby men shall be saved in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Oh, you're mm. our Savior. You're our Redeemer. You're the good, good Father. Hallelujah. You're yes, the Ancient Lord. of Days. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, God, we bless you. Oh, bless God, we you. praise oh, God. you. Oh, Jehovah, Yahweh. Oh, we mm. say thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so thank loving. You. Thank you, oh, yes, God, Lord. that you love us, God. Pass our oh, God, in spite of ourselves, yes, and we glorify mm. you. On this night, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And so, God, right now, as we transition, Lord, into this time, Lord, woo, hallelujah, into the word mm-hmm. of God, your word sustains us. And so your hallelujah. word washes and cleanses and purifies. You keeps us, God. It is our strength, God. We thank you for your word on tonight by Minister Kate Cook, Father, through her, God. And we listen to your voice. We listen to your voice. It's your voice that we want to hear. It's the words coming forth from your from your mouth that's sharper than any two edged sword, dividing yes. Lord, the soul from the spirit. And we God help us, God, mm. to hear your word and incline to your word and apply your word in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, we love you. We love you, God. Hallelujah. We love you. In Jesus' name. All right, all right. Mr. Um, Cook, we're going to go straight into you on tonight and let you just take it from here as we um, discuss tonight about love. Amen. 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 We do serve just a mighty God. Just just awesome, you know? Just the fact that that truly in in, in her prayer, in Reverend Danzia's prayer, the Lord loves us past all of our flaws, past all of our faults. He knew who we would Hallelujah. be and just said, Yes, that's the one that I want right there. That one right there that, that you know, yes. she doesn't even know what she's going to do, but I know and I still want that one right there. And it's so good yes. to know that he loves us the way that he does. You know, because who else could love us like the, like he does? You know what I mean? Woo, to know before we even do it that we would make a mistake. Then he's just like, yes, I love Thank that you, one Jesus. right there. Woo! You, Lord. Thank you, it's so, you know, amazing. I think that that was probably the most profound thing coming to the Lord is just understanding and having that revelation that I only love him because he loved me first. To know that somebody mm. loved me before I even knew me. Before I even knew me, he loved me. Wow, right? Like, that is just amazing to me. And so I'm so grateful for God. I'm so grateful for his love. I'm so grateful just to have a revelation of who he is and truly, truly how much he loves me. That changed my life. That that changed my life, you know. So I'm just so grateful to be here today. And as Reverend Danzia said, look, today is February 18th. 2018, and today is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in today. This day, we will honor him on
on this day. We will praise him on this day. We will love him on this day. We will represent him on this day. So let it be known that this is the day that he has made, and we just come to just rejoice. And and we just, my goal today, our goal today is to make the Lord smile. That's our goal. We just want to make him smile. With as much love as he's given to us, look, we just want to give that right back on to him. So we're just going to go right into the word today, and I'm so grateful for the word of the Lord. It truly is a a two-edged sword, just dividing everything in our lives, and I'm just so grateful for his word that that lights our path. Today we're going to come out of Matthew 18. We're going to read through verses 1 and and 4 out of the New King James Version. So I'm going to come out of the word, and I also just want to say thank you, Reverend Danzia, for allowing me the opportunity to come, you know, on your platform. I appreciate that, and I would like to just... Thank Bishop Latresa Jester as well for allowing me to be here today. I just need to put that honor there, too. Um, So we're going to come out of Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4. It reads, at the time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the middle of them, and said, assuredly, I say to you, Unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Bless the word, Lord God. Bless the word. And so I just want to first just set up that text a little bit. And so... At this time when this text is coming in, Matthew 17 just goes through all these amazing things that the Lord is doing. Just one thing after another, you hear affirmation from heaven, from the Lord himself, that this is my son. In him I am well pleased. You hear him having conversations just with different disciples. So the Lord is just showing out in Matthew 17. All these different things are happening. So the way that I see it is, okay, you have these disciples that are just witnessing all these amazing things of the Lord, just seeing Jesus really do just mind-blowing things that are not natural. It's only supernatural things. And so the way that I see it is that they're having this conversation off to the side and just like, you know, so Jesus really, you know, who's the greatest? Because I've seen all these miracles. I've seen all these wonders, and that's just magnificent. Lord, you just told Peter to go get a coin out of a fish, and he just went and got it. That's amazing. So you have to be the greatest. Peter has to be the greatest, right? You're thinking like that they have to be the greatest, but then Jesus just takes us to this place of really understanding that it's a little child, the greatest of these. And what the Lord showed me over the past week, I have to to share a a little story with you all. In that he was showing me, first I I was teaching, I was teaching the kids um, at church on Philippians 4 and 8. And that lesson, real quick, is just a lesson of things that we should think about, things that allow us to really focus on who God is. And one of the things that he tells us to think about is something that is pure, something that is pure. And what he showed me, one of our church members just recently had this little beautiful baby girl named Selah. Selah itself, that name itself, man, if you could name your child something powerful. Selah means praise and meditation. How beautiful is that, that that's your name coming into this world? Well, here's this little baby, and here's this thing as he's showing me that example of purity, that it's this little, you know, three-, four-week-old baby girl, Selah. Right after I got done teaching that, I had came over to the sanctuary, and I'm watching. It's my first time now. I've seen pictures of this baby 
online. I haven't had the chance to see her until this very moment, um, live and in color. And at that time, she was sitting with her father, and her father was listening to what was going on in the sanctuary. So although he was holding little Selah in his two hands and just, you know, just kind of bouncing her up and down a little bit, he was really paying attention to what was going on in the service. So his eyes were straightforward. And what was so profound to me is that as I looked at Selah, man, when she was just being held by her father, this little baby girl just exuded love onto her father. She lavished him in love just the way that she looked at him. It's like her eyes had little laser beams that truly just painted his whole face with love. She didn't look to the left. She didn't look to the right. She wasn't paying attention to anything else but just how much You know, I believe that she saw love in the face of her father. And I was just overcome with just that moment of purity and just what that means. This little girl can't say a word. She can't control her movement. She can't crawl. She can't do anything but have pure, pure love for her father. And what was so amazing to me is that when he did glimpse down at his daughter after a long time of just, you know, watching her just fixated on her father. When he did glance down, the thing that was so beautiful to me is that he not only smiled, but it caused him to laugh a little bit. He couldn't help but just respond to the love that he experienced from the face of his child. Man, that rocked my world. And just understanding what it meant in that moment and that that truly is a representation of what it means to be pure. And that just was, it was so beautiful to witness. And it caused me to really kind of dig into a little bit more of what, what does pure mean? What does that mean? When you, when you say that something is pure, what does that mean? And this is where it gets good. You know that if God is trying to show you something, man, I will be, you know, it's just, it's amazing to me how much he backs up what he's trying to show you. I believe that when you follow up on the things of God, it's like a treasure hunt. And he is always faithful to provide treasure when you're willing Mm -hmm. to dig a little bit deeper, right? And so what Mm -hmm. he showed me in that is that her pure love, what that means is pure means it's not mixed with anything else or adulterated with any other substance or material. Now, I have to put a pause right there because you remember that our text said that the greatest of these is the children, right? That unless we can be converted and become like little children, we will not even get to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so that just really touched me to understand that pure means to be unadulterated. And when I I got to really try to figure out, so what does it mean to be adulterated? Here you have a child that's pure. How does that pure child go from where that child is to being truly adulterated or unpure or mixed with something different. And what that definition means is that it means to render something poor in quality by adding in another substance, typically an inferior one. So here you have something that's pure, but because it became adulterated, something else got added in. And the Lord just began to show me that throughout our lives, some of the things that we experience, you know, it becomes... uh, you, you begin to have your own perspective of things, right? And so, so when you become adulterated or when you're adding in something that's inferior, you might come in with your perspectives and you might let things like fear or doubt or other things come in and kind of cloud that pureness of who you are and the love that you have to give. And what God was showing me, I think, through this moment is just that 
you know, how important it is to truly remain in that pure place and to remove all of those things that are adulterating our life and just what that means as we grow in God. And so I just wanted to talk today about what it means to truly be and and, and give God that pure love. I believe that our ultimate goal in, in loving God and in having that relationship with him is truly just like that little baby that we can lavish him with love, that we can look and behold his face. That was really the key. When I, when I saw her, what I wrote is that she beheld his face, and because of her beholding, she lavished him with love. She was just exuding love. And it's so powerful to me to understand that because when, she, when you behold something, what that truly means, that word itself means to see, to discern, to be possessed, of sight. That one got me right there. To be possessed of sight. God, you're so big. Look, I can't even turn to anything else because what else, you know, would matter than your love? That I'm just possessed by your face, that I'm possessed by who you are, that I'm able to know you by experience, to turn my thoughts or direct my mind to who you are, to weigh carefully and examine exactly who you are. That's what that moment was for that little child. That's the way that she was able to lie love on her father, and ultimately it caused him to react in such a joyful way. Her joy caused him ultimately to rejoice. That needs to be our goal. That needs to be our goal, that our love, our joy causes the Lord to rejoice. And that might be just in our worship to him, in our experience to focusing on who he is, but not only that, but this is the powerful thing. See, here's where God told us that, that the greatest in the kingdom of heaven is a child, but the, the other greatest that's listed out in the Bible is the greatest commandment, the new commandment that God gives to us in Matthew 22. He says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. That's the first and greatest commandment. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. So not only does our love to God cause him to react and smile, but our love to each other, to one another, to each and every person that is our neighbor, really does cause God to smile. That's where the pureness comes in. That's where the unadulterated version of things come in. So I would just like to invite you, Reverend Dancia, into the conversation and just, you know, let's let's talk through a little bit of what does it mean? What what adulterates you? What adulterates us? What takes us away from a pure place and, and you know, takes that away. What can we focus on or not focus on that causes us to be adulterated versus that pure love of God that we've been commanded to give? Well, your first question about what, what causes us not to have that um, unadulterated. So, of course, sin and our, yes. our sin and definitely the fact that we do not discipline ourselves to focus on the Lord, to focus on his word. Those are critical pieces in life, the distractions that we allow to come in. Because ultimately, we definitely have authority in that area. That doesn't mean that we won't ever get thrown off. It What it means is that when we focus our attention on the things of God, we are less likely to get thrown off. And so yes. to answer your question, it it really is our flesh 
nature that mm. causes mm. us not to. Um, but I think about that child, that baby's eyes, and I've seen that look. Mm-hmm. That look is so powerful, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm. Pure love. I wa- I want want to ask you that. So I want to ask you that's a that's a piece that is so um, profound. The piece when you said as a child gazing, didn't look to the left, didn't look to the mm-hmm. right. Nothing mm-hmm. else. There, I'm sure there was sound. There was yep. noise. Only thing that that baby saw in that moment and could focus on was her father. How how mm-hmm. powerful this is. This that right there is critical. No matter what's going on around us, <laughs> mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. only thing we should focus on, and I want you to expound on that a little bit, is our Father. Yes. Expound on that for us. Is our Father. And, you know, this is what I would say. You you mentioned the, the her eyes, so I just got to go here. But the eyes are the lamp yes. of the body, you know. God yes. is love. He is also light. He is also light. And I got to say that the light in that little baby girl's eyes just dance. And and, and mm. this is what I would say, too. So God is light. And, look, my eyes are reflective. He made, he caused our eyes to be reflective. And so not only am I just experiencing that light and love from the inside out, but when I'm beholding him, I'm reflecting it. He's actually, his light and love are reflecting off of me. I feel like that's something that he just created within us. That's been a powerful lesson for me when, when that, that truly that God is light and our eyes are the lamp of the body. She was able to, 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 exude God back to him. She was able to reciprocate the love and the light yes. that he gave to that little baby girl. She was formed yes. when she was still in her mother's womb. She was created mm-hmm. when she was in her mother's womb. But but but, have you ever heard somebody say to a father that the baby will recognize your voice, even though that baby was in the mother's yes. stomach and, and, and cultivated within the mother's stomach, she heard her father's voice. She heard her father That's speaking right. to him, to her. And so she was able to recognize it once she was out of the womb. It is the same thing for our father. That that voice, my sheep, the, the Lord says that my, my sheep, my children will know my voice. They will hear my voice and know it. And, and even before I knew who God is, when I first heard him, it almost was like that memory of love. It was the safest, most secure feeling. And, 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 like nothing we've ever felt before. I feel like that original, that pure love of God is is not something that is able to be duplicated or replicated. It is able to be reflected, and I believe through our lives. And, and to say that it's not able to be duplicated, I, I'm going to go ahead and retract that because even as I said that, I feel that the Lord is saying that, you know, Jesus said to his disciples that you will do greater things than me. He sent us a comforter, somebody that's on the inside of us that was created to do greater things so that Jesus was able to love his father and recognize who he was as his father's child. We are created to do even greater than that. And so, you know, the the thing that was so amazing to me is seeing Selah in that peaceful moment. And as you just said, her her ability to focus on her father calmed all the other situations that were around her. We've seen that so many times in the Bible. It's so critical. 
I would say the more the noise, the, the, the greater the focus needs to be in. How can we remain pure is to truly, as you said, quiet the noise and focus in on who he is. You know, there's a, there's a story in the Bible that talks about Peter walking on water. And he was able to walk on water while he was looking at Jesus. But then once he got caught up in the fact that, okay, I'm walking on water, there's some wind blowing, there's some waves going, and I'm going to stop looking at Jesus for a minute and pay attention to the threat that's around me. And he started to think, you know, I feel like in our lives that that needs to be an indicator. Anytime that you feel as though you're starting to pay attention more to the wind, to the waves that are coming up against you is an indicator that, that you got to switch your focus, think of that little baby and just start looking looking at your father. That needs to be the thing that's reassuring. You know, she she didn't have to focus on what was around her because she was so comforted and felt so safe in the hands and love of her father. And just beholding him was enough to, to keep her completely satisfied in that moment, just knowing that he is the source of love, I feel like, kept her still in that moment. Yes, yes. And that's important. I will t- that is so important. You you made a statement there um, about there's a couple of things about the light reflecting, right? So she mm. was reflecting, um, the light in her eyes was reflecting the light or love from her father, and she was reflecting that back to them. There's something that with Genesis 1, when God made us, he made us in his image. And Amen. when he made us in his image, he called us so that we can represent him. What that really yes. means is to represent him, meaning mm. that every mm. time we're walking, we are representing Christ. Amen. Every time that we have a conversation, we are representing Christ. If we change how that looks, not just representing mm. him, but we are actually the image that many people see of Jesus Christ. And once we yes. get that, we will find ourselves responding, acting, demonstrating, walking in a whole mm. different life. The other That's thing you true. said about the um, knowing the um, voice of, I think it's John, if I, if I'm, I think it's John, the 10th, I think it's in John, and, and, and we can find that, of knowing the voice mm. of the Lord. He says, his sheep know his voice, and I know them know that my sheep, and they follow me. What's mm. interesting about that, when you know, when a child knows their father's voice or mother's voice, they listen to that voice. If they're lost in some, some place, mall, store, whatever, mm. if, the, if the father or mother keeps calling because they know their voice, they'll soon find them. And so that's why it's so critical to read his word, communicate with him through prayer Amen. so that you will Amen. know the voice of the Lord. Mm. The thing we have to do is to follow him. Isn't that amazing? And this baby awesome. will grow up because she knows his voice. I love this analogy mm. you gave. Ah, this baby yes. will know the voice and be able to follow and and, 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 and and do according to what the Father says. I just had to throw that out because you just enlightened me in that. Mm. 
that's so beautiful, that's so beautiful. And, you know, just as you said, part of the definition of behold is to know by experience, you know. Um, that's it. The, the only way we can really get to know him, to truly, truly be able to behold him is to know his voice. So you do have to know his word. You know, there, there, there's a, uh, and, and the scripture that you were mentioning, my sheep li- listen to my voice. That's coming out of John 10 and 27. There is there another go. verse that I just have to come to real quick just about that because it's just been such a delivering part of my life in receiving the love of God as somebody that didn't necessarily grow up in church. You know, I, I met him when I was about 30 years old, so I already had a lot of history. I already had a lot of things. He knew me. I did not know his voice. I did not recognize his voice until uh-huh. that time. Zechariah 3.17 tells us that he will sing love songs over us, that he delights in us so much that he will sing love songs over us. And I got to tell you, there's been times in my walk with God, and at first I would doubt it. I would doubt it myself because I could not believe that the Lord was speaking to me through this very common worldly song, right? through this common worldly song. But I got to tell you, because I know his voice, when he says to me that I made it through the wilderness, now I've made it through, didn't know how lost I was until I found you. Now, I don't care who said those words. Those are the words of the Lord. I did make it through the wilderness. I made it through didn't know how lost I was yeah you I didn't know where I I was even off in the world I didn't have any meter for what was truly love I didn't have any meter for what and who I was and what I was worth as a daughter of the king I would have never known how lost I was until I could behold you and know you by experience and recognize your voice and hear you speaking to me through all these situations and I learned to really really stop doubting that and like a child just behold it just behold his love for me and to really, really, you know, just accept it and get excited about the love and revelation about the love that he has for me. And when I do that, it just allows me to just love, you know, others on a whole nother level. The love that he has for me takes me to a whole nother place. It, it, It just, you know, it just makes me that much better. And as you said, I am representing the love that he had for me because, man, he loved me when I was in the wilderness. He loved That's me when right. I, you know, was, was all over the place. So, look, if you're there, it's okay. It's okay. I know who he is. I know if he found me and didn't, that I didn't know if I was lost, you know, that it can be the same for you. So, look, I'm just going to love you. I'm just going to love you and leave it at that. And when you, when you decide to love me back, you do. But, look, I'm going to love you like he loves me, you know, and just leave it at that. And just leave it at that. There's nothing more pure than to be able to represent that into the situations that we are in. I feel like there's so much opportunity for us to to be able to do that and to be able to, you know, represent him. Again, the greatest commandments that he gave us was to love him with all of our heart, but also to love our neighbors in that same way. And though that might not be easy, you might not look like me, you might not sound like me, you might not understand me, I might not understand you, but look, what I do know is that you're his. And just like that little baby, Selah, I know he loves you. I know he loves you, so even if I'm not seeing that right now, that's not up to me. You're his. He loves you. i got to love you. i just got to love you and leave it at that. That's my representation of his love. That's my representation of of pure, unadulterated love because my adulterated love might want to say that, you know what, you like this, 
what issue are you like that issue and I don't agree with it and I don't believe that that's the way that it is, but that's not up to me. That's the adulteration part. The filter is pure. The filter is that he loves you, so I just got to love you. I just got to love you. That's the way that it is. And I believe that through that, as you said, that that's the most powerful representation that we can do. That's the most powerful representation of who he is to this world in this very day that we can do. It's just to love you, right. just to love you, no matter what. No matter what. Would, That's a powerful I thing. I tell you, that is so powerful. And so when we're talking about pure love, um, the Bible says, of course, no greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his yes. And mm. it, the pure love is when you find... <laughs> The, the God that we serve, Jesus, that laid down his life for his yes. sins. And, he, and not only that, he did it while we were in our sin. Oh, hallelujah. That's pure love. He called pure us love. friends when we were still out there. What, mm. what kind of right? God do we serve that will call us friends and love us regardless of the state hallelujah. that we are in, knowing that a lot of people will still turn their back on him. Yes, mm. he died. Oh, my Yes. What, woo, when I think of that, I think, and so I, listen, 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 people of God. No greater love can anyone give than Jesus Christ when he laid down his life and I think about, and we're coming up on the season, you know, we're in Lent right now, and we're coming up yes. on the season that um, Jesus went to the cross and he rose. I mean, I, I, can't, yes. I, I can't tell you that he, he didn't get up because he did. The only one that's been able to get up and stay up. Mm. Oh, my God. Yes. So Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something. This, this kind of love where he would take the beatings that he took, the ridicule that he mm. took, the, the spitting, who would take such a thing? Now, I know there's mm. martyrdom. I get that there's martyrs in this world. But he did it for all. When we think of Hallelujah. martyrs, a lot of times they do it because they're thinking of someone or a couple of people or maybe a group of people. But this mm. Jesus did it for throughout eternity. For Hallelujah. <laughs> he did it Hallelujah. for all of us. And so when we, listen, when we, the, the relationship between a sheep and a, this is starting to come to me, a sheep and a shepherd, mm. the, she, the sheep <laughs> follow the shepherd. Amen. They don't even know anyone. They really don't even pay attention to anyone else because they're not really, really smart animals. But to me, they're very smart because they're only going to take go to the person that they know are taking care of them. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Listen, when we know mm. only God is the one who can take mm. care of us the way he does, why Amen. would we choose to obey? I'm coming back to what you just said, um, Minister K. Why would we choose not to obey him and do mm. as he says when he says, love God, love our fellow man? Amen. Why would we Amen. not do it? That That is pure love. Love God, Amen. love our fellow man. Didn't say love your friends. It didn't say that. No. It says love one Mm-mm. another. 
not love the one that's like you, not love the one Mm -hmm. that looks like you, not love the one that loves you. No, love one another. Yes. Okay. Mm. Keep going. That's just so freeing. That's just so freeing, you know, right there, just to think about that and that, that his sheep do follow him in the way that they do, you know, that they understand. And what I heard when, when you were saying that, is, and I believe, okay, so look, sheep aren't that smart, but what they do know is, look, they get fed good, they, they, get, they get protected well, they get taken <laughs> out of the troubles. They, you know, when they want to stay yes. right here in this little place that's not going to do them good, what they realize is the shepherd has something better, you know. What the Bible tells us is to taste and see that the Lord is good. So you're not going to know how good he is until you taste what he has for you. You're not going to know how good he is until you trust and really do obey the things that he says for you. And how will I know that I can trust Say him? That. Because when I am doing what he told me to do, he does what he said he would do. So, look, I'm good. Woo! If I know that that's just consistent over and over and over and over again, it's not like one time like you go to a restaurant and maybe they messed up this dish that one time. No, no, no. God doesn't ever mess up. And look, even if it doesn't taste good to you at the moment, I promise you, if God sent it, it is good for you. So sometimes we got some vegetables and things that might not, you know, taste taste good right away. He says that he that he teaches the ones that he loves. He disciplines the ones that he loves. He corrects the ones that he loves, just like a good father would, because look, that same father that was holding Selah, he has the best intents for her. He has her best interest in mind. If that little baby girl was trying to put her hand on a hot stove, best believe he would smack her hand away if she didn't know, you know, not to touch it. He And that smack might not feel good, but, but that's what's good for her, you know? And over time, she'll learn to know and to be able to truly trust in the one that is her everything, that is her protection, that is her deliverer, that is her provider, that is her shepherd, that just knows everything, and his perspectives are higher than our perspectives. His ways are higher than our ways. So I need to trust him even without understanding, because if you tell me that it's good, Lord, even if it doesn't look good to me right now, you know what? Because I've tasted you and I know that your ultimate plan for me is good, I'm going to sit right here throughout this moment and just wait on until the good comes. I'm going to wait right here and behold you. I'm going to wait right here and love on you. And I hope and pray that during that time when I'm loving on you, Lord God, that you would look at me and that the love that I have for you causes you to smile, that the love that I have for you causes you to giggle, that the joy of, of that I have, because my, the, the, my joy is in the Lord, that, you know, that, that that causes him to rejoice, that that, you know, just as that pure child, and if you have any children out there, you know, you know what that feels like. When you first have your child and the way that they love you is just there is nothing in this world like the love of a newborn child. They're just, it's so pure. It's so innocent. And it does cause you to react in such a way. And I truly do hope that we can focus just on the way that, you know, I'm just going to lavish everything with love. Because not only when I love on God will I cause him to smile, but when I love on my neighbors because of the way that I represent who he is, that's going to cause him to smile. That's going to cause him to be like, that's my girl right there. That's my one right there. That's why I chose her. That's why even though she went through all those messed up situations, I let her go through those 
situations because you know what? When she meets somebody else that's been through those same messed up situations, she's not going to have a problem with loving them. She's not going to have a problem with being who they need her to be at that moment and just calm down off of her whatever to recognize in that moment that I'm just going to love them. And that's going to make him smile. That's going to make him proud of who we are as his children, his kings and queens, his prince and princesses, his peculiar people, his chosen generation, the one that he raised up to represent who he is. That's going to make him smile. The way that I love, we said this morning at church that we want to be dripping with love. I want to be dripping with love. I want to be able to lavish people with love. I want my love to make you uncomfortable because you don't even understand why or what about me would make me love you that way, that even though you can look at me and not love me, I want my love to still make you uncomfortable because even if you don't like me, I'm just going to love on you. That's my superpower. I will gangster hug you into submission. I will gangster hug you until you can (laughs) relax and understand and receive this love over here because of the love that he gave for me gives me confidence to love you in that way. There's nothing greater than that. You can't mess with that. You can be mad at me if you want to, but even if I still continue to love on you, you can't touch that. You can't mess with that because his ways are higher than my ways. And so when I when I react with his love and when I react with his ways, even though you might not like me, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm representing the greatest, and, and his way is love. And it's not even a matter of of, of really you know, trying to do anything or putting on anything that is, you know, not of me. Even though in the moment, you know, sometimes we just face some difficult situations. Let's be real. We face some difficult situations and some people that really are not for you, you know. That's right. But, but all we have to do is really love them in return because this is the thing. You know, it's so easy to get caught up. We talked about temptations and distractions, and that's the thing that can kind of pull you off and make you adulterated or going from pure to being mixed with something else. But when your opinions go into that place, that's where the adulteration comes in. Now, let me tell you, it's a trick of the enemy. Anytime that you become offended, offense comes from the word scandalon. Scandalon means the part of the animal trap where bait is hung. So if I operate in Minister any sort Kate, of offense, look, right I'm the fool. Right I'm the fool being trapped in that place. I'm the fool being trapped into that offense. When I choose to love, I'm not trapped. I am not trapped in this situation that though the offenses may come, woe to those that the offenses may come. I'm able to rise above it. I'm able to just Minister love you, to, to not choose to grab onto the offense. I will not be trapped by offense. God has a higher plan for our lives. So not only is he telling us to love because we're representing who he is in the world, he's doing that for our own good. He's doing that because he loves us. He doesn't want us to react to some nonsense and get caught in an animal trap like some, you know, craziness. He wants us to be able to be free. He wants us to be able to be free. Our bishop says that when we choose to, you know, operate in offense, that it's like drinking poison yourself and expecting the other person to die or to get sick. No, silly, you're drinking the poison. We got to stop doing that, you know. We just need to operate in a place of love. That's the most powerful place where we can truly represent who he is, that pureness of love, that pure place you cannot go wrong. You just cannot go wrong. I love to love. Amen. I love to love, and I love to watch people that, you know, you might not 
know who I am. I might make you uncomfortable, and I understand just because of situations or perspectives that you've been through, just my presence might make you uncomfortable. But who I will be is consistent, and I will continue to love you. I will continue to love you. You can't hold that against me. You can't trap me into anything else. The one that I serve, the Lord that I serve, is love. His ways are higher than our ways. And the greatest thing that we can do is represent the love that he has for each and every one of us by loving one another, no matter what, no matter what. That is so freeing and so powerful to me. So powerful to me. That's a weapon that's better than AK-47. It's better than anything. I can love more powerful than that can take love away. My love through him is more powerful than that. That's a powerful revelation. Yes, it is. It's a powerful revelation. um, I wanted to um, have you pause there, but you were just going. Yes. That, so yes. you need to say that word again because our listening audience needs to get this stuff. So I want you to kind of go back to that word, spell it out so that people can have yes. that word and to write that yes. word down. We don't want people to miss that point. Can Amen. you go back Amen. to that point again? Absolutely, Reverend, absolutely. So the word offense comes from, I believe it's the Greek word scandalon. It's S-K-A-L-D-A-L-O-N, scandalon, scandalon. And it means the part of an animal trap where the bait is hung. And so we're not mice. (laughs) We don't play with cheese. I'm not just going to fall for some little cheese that you put in a trap. I'm not. I refuse. I refuse. So even if you get mad at me, you know, the way that I pictured it or I learned to picture it in my mind, there used to be this show on TV. (laughs) This is so random. It was an ultimate gladiator show, right? And so these people are standing up on these posts if you will. So they have a small little tower that they're standing on and one a person and well, each person on their two posts would have these like big weapons that they would swing at each other and they would try to get the other person to fall off of their little podium or their little post, if you will. And God showed me a long time ago that the offenses that come against us are like that thing swinging except for this because of who God is and because of the victory that we have in them, in him, you can swing an offense at me. You can swing but look, because of his power, it's not going to hit me. It's not going to hit me unless I choose to grab onto it while you're swinging at me. Because if I grab onto it while you're swinging at me, I'm going to be pulled off of my own post. But, but only I have the power to fall for that. Only I have the power to fall for that. So you can keep swinging at me and swinging at me and swinging at me, but if I don't choose to react, if I choose to let those swings just come on by me without me taking the bait of it, I'm going to be able to stand tall and be who I am and not be trapped in that situation. And and the thing is, you know, we might be, you know, we've talked about putting practical things into into action, you know, that, that you might be in a place where you really are offended and look, Offenses are real. Man, some of those bad boys might be something little. You can call me ugly. I'm not going to be too offended. But look, if you mess with my children, if you mess with my husband, that's going to be a little bit harder for me to to not grab a hold of as you're taking swings at me, right? That's going to be a little bit harder. And so as children of God, because of the love that he has for us, I just encourage us all to be strengthened in the love that he has for us and no matter what. Don't take that bait. Don't take that bait. And even if you've taken it, the only way that you're going to get free from it is if you let it go. 
You have to let it go. It has to be a conscious decision to drop the offense and let it go. Let it go. You have to operate in love. You have to. You know, that's that's so important that we don't respond or react to offenses that come because they will come. They will come. The Lord assures us of that. But we are able to overcome them because of the love that he gave us that we're able to give back. And, and that's the way that we truly do overcome. We overcome by the power of the blood and the word of our testimony. We overcome by Amen. loving God with all our heart. We overcome by loving our neighbor. Those are the greatest commandments. And if they weren't the greatest, if they weren't important to him, he wouldn't have said it like that. They are the greatest. They are the biggest things. And, and just to remain in that place of pure love is just so important. It just really, really is. That, that's for our good, for his good, and to give him glory and to glorify who he is because he's so worthy. He is just so yes, worthy. Yes. He's so worthy, and he's so patient, and he's so loving, and he's so kind, and he's everything, just like a father. My father wouldn't want to see me do anything wrong. He wouldn't want to see me get hurt. He's going to protect me. But because he loves me, he's going to teach me to love so that I don't get hurt. He's going to teach me to let go of offenses so I don't get trapped. He's going to teach me to be able to rise above those situations so that I'm able to be where he is because when we call the name of Jesus. He lifts us up. He is our strong tower. He takes us to a higher place where nothing can touch us. So remain in love. Remain in who he is and remain focused on Jesus so that we can rise above the things that are coming against us, that we can remain in a place of love and just be up in the clouds where he is, you know? That's where I want to be. That's where my focus is. And the more that we remain offended, that keeps us right where you are that, you know, you can call on Jesus and be offended, and that's you holding on to the animal trap. When I call on Jesus, he takes me. His name is a strong tower, not might be, not maybe, and that verse means that he will lift me up so you can't even touch me. But if I remain offended, if I hang on to that thing, that's up to my silly self to let go. He's trying to take us higher. we got to let go of those offenses. We have to operate in love, you know, and just behold who he is. Behold who he is. Represent Behold. the love that he's already given to us. Yes, know him by experience. Be possessed by who he is. Know his voice. Learn his words. Recognize who he is. Operate in the level of, of amazingness that he gave to each one of us. He wants us to be his representation in the earth. That's our job. That's what we've been commissioned to do, to draw all men unto him as we lift him up, remain in love with God, remain in worship with God. He will be lifted up and all men will be drawn unto him. If I'm offended, I block all of that. I block all of that. I refuse to be offended. I will remain in love. I refuse to be adulterated with any of this nonsense. I I refuse it. I will be the greatest of these. I will make myself like a little child. I will lavish the Lord with love. And when he looks at me, he will respond. I will make him smile. My love, the way that I love him and the way that I love those that maybe seem unlovable, that will make him smile. There's nothing greater than that, that seeing your daddy proud of you, man, there's nothing greater than that. And that's just my goal. On February 18th, 2018, people of God, that is our goal, that we will make the Lord smile, that our love 
will make the Lord smile. It will cause him to respond. That's amazing. That our joy will cause him to rejoice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. What a yes. mighty God we serve. That is such a powerful, powerful lesson. We're talking about pure love, um, people Man. of God, pure love. And the pure only love. love that's pure that we know about is Jesus Christ. It is such an exceptional time to show love. I know it's challenging. I know it's difficult at times. I know it seems like everything is coming against you. But if you choose, I'm saying make the choice, make up in your mind, make a decision to love, love God first, love your fellow man. Hallelujah. It will change how we operate in this world. What kind of God, oh, my God, what kind of God do we serve that will cause us to love our enemies? Yes. Hallelujah. When we think about this, when we think about his love for us, while we were yet sinners, he died for us. And he still gave us authority, even though he knew we would trip up, we would fall at times. He's still given us kingdom authority by our choice, though, when we choose to operate. Oh, my goodness. Can you say that word one more time, Mr. Kate, and spell it out one more time and what it means? Sure. Scandalon, and it comes from the word offense. Scandalon is S K A. I'm sorry, S-K-A-N-D-A-L-O-N, scandalon. And it means the part of an animal trap where bait is hung. The part of an animal trap where bait is hung. Absolutely. You know what? When we get offended by things, it's a trap. And so we cannot cannot afford to get offended by when people say things to us. People of God, we have got to have some tough skin. And what I mean Amen. by that is not get offended so much. Amen. Yes, they're going to say some things to hurt you. Yes, they're going to probably spit on you. Yes, they may want mm. to even slap you. I'm telling you, the people, when, God, when God spoke in, um, when Jesus spoke Matthew 5, the Beatitudes, the meek shall inherit the earth. You know Hallelujah. why they inherit the earth? Because they mm. know how to sustain themselves when it comes to being offended. When it comes Amen. to, oh, my God, when it comes to demonstrating, representing Christ. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we have Woo. who would let us go through those things, who would chastise us to keep us on track and still bless us when he knows we're being treated bad. Oh, and still give us the key. Woo! Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And still give us um, um, authority in our territory, even though he knows we are going, especially when he knows we are going through tough times, when we're yes. going through situations where it feels like all odds are against us. No wonder he gives us the, the, the earth. <laughs> don't think just because we're allowing things to happen that we're not praying, that we don't have strength. Oh, no. Amen. Oh, God, Amen. it's time to rise up. How do you rise up? In love, through the Amen. love of the Lord. How do you rise up? Through faith, through faith in yes. God. How do you rise up? Rise up in prayer. Rise up in the word of God. Speak the word Hallelujah. of God. Take authority in whatever area you're in. Hallelujah. Rise up 
in the church of the Lord. And we do this, the world will know us by our love. Amen. I'm telling you, love is a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. And if you understand Mm. it psychologically, and understand the chemical reactions that take place within our body, Hallelujah. the biological things that happen when we love, you will understand how powerful love is. Love saved us over 2,000 years ago. Ooh, hallelujah. Mm, Love did it for us over 2,000 years for us. And we know we are Christians. We are the called. We are God's chosen. We are the peculiar people by our love. Yes, there's some things that need to be addressed. There's nothing wrong with that, but show love while we're doing it. Don't be hateful while we're doing it. Let's represent God, what, let's represent, he eats, let me tell you something, even though he kicked Adam and Eve out, he still said you were made in my image. He still Hallelujah. blessed them even outside of that. This is the God that we serve. We serve a God who would love us in spite of ourselves. Hallelujah. And so if Thank that you, is the case, why can't we love our fellow man? He said if we mm. take our brother who we see, how can we say that we love God yep. whom we have never seen? They will know we are Christians. Yay! By our love. I'm telling you, uh, that's a powerful word. So don't get so offended. Uh, I have learned Amen. in this season, my life, the past few months, not to be so offended by people and what they say about me and to my face. It is not even worth it. Matter of fact, if you can say I love you in spite of what you're saying, you're heaping. What is it? You're heaping coals. Hallelujah. Is that what it is? Yes, says? ma'am. Sure does. You're heaping sure coals. does. And <laughs> and next thing you know, <laughs> we'll be able to stand up on those coals, get over the situation, get over mm. the problem, and not even have to worry about what's behind us. I press. Hallelujah. For the mark of the prize, the high calling of God, yes. in Christ Jesus. We got to press. Trust people mm. of God. Don't get weary in well-doing. I'm telling you, in due season, we shall yes. reap if reap. we faint yes, not. Hallelujah. Oh, there's, a, there's a bountiful blessing. There's bountiful blessing for us. I just believe this word was sent by God. Thank you, Minister. Hallelujah. Faith. That word was sent Thank by you. God. Do you have any closing? Oh, Hallelujah. Do you have any closing things? Just one minute of closing things before we pray and before we wrap this up for tonight. One more quick thing to add to that, that coals, you know, that we're, we're, we're heaping hot coals on them. Well, you know, look, the way that, that some of us get refined is through the furnace of affliction, right? And so some, of, some of, the, of what that. you see as, as our enemies, right, as, as what may seem as though it's an enemy to you. Look, I promise you by some of the things that I did, I'm sure I was an enemy to other people. I'm sure that in my wrong, I was an enemy to other people. And I'm so glad that they loved me. I'm so glad that those heaping hot coals were put on me. Refine me, Lord. Refine me. Put those hot coals around me because if it's a furnace of affliction or however I need to be, you know, made better, however I need to be refined, Lord God, do that. But your love truly is the most powerful weapon. And even in that, understand your enemy is his loved one. Your enemy is his child. Your enemy, what what seems like that, look, and they're not, you know, the things that we fight against are not flesh and blood. They're powers and principalities. So don't fight against people. 
your enemy is not a person. Your enemy is being operated, you know, or, or being used by, by something else, by a force that's not of them, that's definitely not of God. If they're operating in something that's not of love, it's not of God. Your enemy is not that person. It is the enemy, the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So just love, love. And when you do, It'll just work out for everybody's good because those hot coals where your enemy was your enemy, look, later on in life, they might be your best friend. They might be the one taking you into another situation. God will set things up and just blow your mind. Just operate in love. Let God do what he's doing and then just stay in that place of representing who he is through our love. We will be known through our love. It's the most powerful thing we can do. Bless God. Stay in Bless God. Can you just take us out in prayer, please? And let's pray yes. for, for for the body of Christ to show love, um, more love, more love, more love. Can you just take us out with yes. that? Yes. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity today just to come together, Lord God, rejoice in who you are, just to learn more about you, Lord. We just want to be more like you. We thank you for the love that you have for us, Lord God. We thank you that you've loved you've loved every single bit about us, Lord God. You know the good. You know the bad. You still love us, Lord God, and just have an amazing purpose for our lives, Lord. I ask you to just continue to, to allow us to represent the love that you are in our lives, Lord God. Allow us to receive and really understand the love that you have for us, Lord God, because when I understand the love that you have for me, Lord, I'm able to operate in a place of love because I'm so filled. I'm so filled, Lord God. You're everything that we could need in our lives, Lord. So we just ask you to continue to love on us, Lord God, to to use us, Lord, to love on other people, to allow us and teach us, Lord God. Show us that when an offense is coming, Lord God, take us into slow motion in that moment. Show us it's coming. Show us what's happening and teach us, Lord God, not to touch the stove. Teach us not to put our hand in the fire, that when that thing is coming, Lord God, that we recognize it is a trap. And you might try to offend me, but nope, I'm not going to take the bait because of who God is. I'm going to love on you. And we just ask you, Lord, to continue to empower us, to be able to love on one another, Lord God. Your world is perfect. Your kingdom is perfect, Lord God. Your ways are higher than our ways. And we know that love heals everything, Lord God. Darkness has no power. Light is the only thing that exists, Lord God, that darkness is simply the absence of light, Lord. So we just ask you to continue to shine through us, Lord God. Use our eyes. Use the lamps of our bodies, not just to reflect who you are, Lord God, but project who you are because you're in each and every one of us, Lord God. You set a comforter that will be in each and every one of us. So allow us to project that comfort, Lord God, that is already within us, even in an uncomfortable situation, Lord God, remind us the power of love. It is in Jesus' name that we ask all these things and that we just praise you, Lord God, that for the joy set in front of him, he endured the cross. We thank you, Lord God, for his endurance. We thank you for the love that you have in us, Lord God, and we just ask you to continue to bless us in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. You have just listened to Cooking with Kate with Minister Kate Cook on the Kingdom Authority um, broadcast. Join us every Sunday at 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time for those who are on the West Coast, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, year-round, Eastern Standard Time, Long Talk Radio. Our our, our wonderful leader is um, the Reverend Dr. Donna Ganning, and I guarantee you, you'll be blessed by Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated. Please check us out 
Go online, check us out, look at us on Facebook, Kingdom Empowerment Incorporated as K-E-I-F-M. I want you to tune in, share this with somebody. Tell them about the love of the Lord that we talked about on tonight and to love God and love their fellow man. And guess what? They can do that, and they're operating in kingdom authority. Thank Hallelujah. you so much again, Minister Kate Cook. They'll tune in the third Sunday each month with Cooking with Kate on the Kingdom Authority broadcast, Long Talk Radio. radio. And I can't Amen. wait to hear from you. I would love to hear from the listening audience. This is your host, Hallelujah. Reverend Dancia Jones-Morris. God bless you, and have a great night. Amen.